If you rang in the new year with someone special and you're starting a new chapter in your relationship in 2023, Indochino can help you look your best on your big day. With their huge variety of customizable details and fabrics, Indochino lets you design your own unique look from made-to-measure blazers and suits to a custom, portrait-worthy tuxedo, all with no tailor necessary. Shop online to set up your measurement profile and choose your fabric and customizations. Or if you prefer an in-person experience, book an appointment at an Indochino showroom to work with an expert-style guide. Then sit back while your suit is made for you and delivered straight to your door. Suits start just $4.49 and premium fitted shirts start at $89. So if you're ringing in 2023 with wedding bells, plan your custom look with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NEWCHAPTER to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code NEWCHAPTER. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Cover Band Central Wisdom Hour, number 35. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Yes, salutations from New Jersey. Tony B. here. How are you doing, my friend? Outstandingly excellent, Steve. If I was doing any better, there'd be an investigation. <laughs> That's great. All right. So we are live on the How page. Do? I'm doing well. We're live on the page. I'm doing my little uh, uh, administrative stuff here, making sure it's... Share it on the page, and then I will share it into the group as well. We don't get a whole lot of people listening live. Most of the people that listen to this podcast listen after it is live. Wait, I didn't want to do that. That's what I wanted to do. Um, they download it. Uh, this this is available. We do it on Spreaker. If anybody's uh, uh, tooling around Spreaker.com, that's where you'll find this podcast. But we also do it... It's also available on iTunes for free, as we were just discussing. Yes, gratis, freedus. And uh, that's when most people listen to it. More people download it than actually listen to it, which is a cool thing, actually. Um, all right. Download it and have it stored for later. Yeah, and listen on their phone, listen on their commute. So if you're commuting now, listening to listen this, stay cool, listen stay calm. Yes, focus on the road. Don't get too excited when you hear our voice, and then it's hard. Right. Um, but don't get try too to in control. Yes. If appropriate. If not, then go go wild. Yeah. Yes. So uh, if you haven't listened to number 34 last week, I encourage you to go back and listen to. We had a special guest, Bob Doyle, and it was a 90-minute hour, so it was the wisdom hour and a half. And uh, It was with 90. Yeah, and I went back and listened to it twice. Because there was so much valuable information in there that uh, that Bob uh, disseminated, and uh, yeah. and it was uh, and it's worth even for me, you know, uh, um, as much as I I'm immersed in this whole business, uh, it, I never stop learning. So it's even for me to go back and listen to it and kind of really try to absorb all the stuff he's talking about and put it into practice, especially um, it's very valuable stuff. So check it out if you have not yet. Uh, interesting you 
say that too, like you're always learning. You know, the minute you stop learning is when you you you're stalled, right? Like you you ceased to progress or evolve. So constantly learning is very important in all aspects of our life. Yeah, and Bob Bob gave some good insights last week. You know, into just things that you normally wouldn't maybe think about. And um, you know how you can apply them to your life and anything you do, whether it be music or, or business or personal excellence and leadership. Very, uh, you know, uh, relevant and useful information. Yeah, and just life in general, really, too. Um, yeah. And he's kicking off. He's got this thing called the Boundless Living Challenge. He's kicking it off this Saturday, which is July 28th, I believe. Um, so you can go to Boundless Living Challenge, boundlesslivingchallenge.com and get some more info Boundless on that if you're interested. Day. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It's uh, a good person to have in your corner for sure. Um, so I was thinking I want to I wanna really line up some more guests because we've only had a couple. We had John Monica last year and uh, Brian Tishy, and now we've had Bob. So um, anybody out there that's interested that feels like they can add some value to this conversation shoot me a message on Facebook or yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with me really or go to cover band central and just shoot a, uh, uh, the page on Facebook and shoot a message there if you can't find me but I'm pretty easy to find on online um, and if you're interested in contributing or, or being interviewed if you have a good story to tell if you have a great um, uh, band that you uh, that you're having a lot of success with uh, success with and you want to share your your secrets and your tips and and your stories um, uh, send a you know send a message and uh, we can talk about because I, I really like having guests on here. We we're you know thirty five episodes in. You and I you know we've talked about a lot of the same things over and over again. So. <laughs> well, not exactly, but some you know, of them maybe a little bit of repetition in the thirty five episodes. But I mean, come on, thirty five episodes. You know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. It's a lot of hours. That's thirty five hours of. That's almost a full work week worth of wisdom. Just talking, yeah. Just wow. talking to each other. Yeah, amazing. And they're all archived, too, on Spreaker. You can go back and listen from the first one if you want to go and just binge listen. Start at number one and then just I'll don't... Right on up to 35. And don't sleep for a day and a half. <laughs> just listen to them all in a row. Yeah, or just map out eight hours every day for five days and you got it covered. There you go. Plan a little schedule. A CBC Wisdom schedule for yourself. Um, Very cool. Yeah. What are you up to there, amigo? Um, I I'm off tonight. Obviously, I'm doing the podcast. I was off last night. Played. Uh, I didn't play this past weekend. I did play on Sunday. These are the t the tough times in New Orleans. Um, me because it's for one, it's freaking hot. It's very hot. And do these tough times demand tough talk? Tough tomorrow? No. Tough times demand uh, resilience and perseverance. Uh, do you know what that lyric is from, though? No. Rush. Of course it's Rush. Did you did you watch the video that I sent you? Force 10. Yeah, of course I did. The, very, the, the, very, very funny. We got to talk about that. Because um, I, I, I shared it on the... Somebody shared it in the group, and then I shared it on the page, and some people got a kick out of it, but, you know, 100,000 people plus on the page, not... A whole lot of people saw it. So if if you're um, you listen to this podcast and you don't know what I'm talking about, search Dad Band on YouTube. It is a, a about an 11 minute video that was uh, that is about dads <laughs> getting together to jam 
in a garage and it is hilarious um and it's uh, one of the people in there and i didn't realize this and i don't know if you did but i didn't realize this until after i watched the whole thing and i was like because that that guy that bass player looks familiar i kept looking at him like wow he looks familiar but he just seemed like just a regular joe dad in that video but it's in fact jerry cantrell from alice in chains yeah yes yeah and uh, he delivers the funniest line in that thing and i'm not going to repeat it here um, just go watch it, but it, it has something to do with Rush. <laughs> you but know like what I'm talking say, about? Well, you know, we've, we've played. I mean, you know, you've been on tour and stuff like that, you know, with what you do, and Jerry's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but he wasn't referring, he wasn't playing himself in that, so he wasn't referring to Alice in Chains. <laughs> no, no, he was playing but, um, Terry, I think the guy's name was. Ter- yeah, Terry, it was. Yeah, and to, uh, there's so much, much of the Cover Band Central audience that can relate to that whole thing i mean i can even relate to it and i haven't done that kind of thing in a long time but i've done it so many times you know that with a 12 pack of bud cans you know it's 10 o'clock in the morning and dude shows up and he just cracks a beer (laughs) it's pretty funny it's just this this i used to rehearse and and no one would bring beer and this one dude would always bring beer and everyone be like oh cool he'd be like dude these are my beers right like i brought these for me and if you wanted beer, then you should have gotten yourself some. Right. It's funny. It's that's just so. And then, and you then know, would, and we're rehearsing at my parents' house, so I'll be having one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if you're hosting the rehearsal <laughs> and somebody else brings beer, you are entitled to that because you're hosting. So yes, yes that that is the unwritten rule. And then everyone else would just be like, "F you, dude!" and dig in and steals beers and he'd be all, all mad. Right. I remember, man, before I was legal age, and I don't advocate this for anybody out there, kids, stay in school, don't do drugs, um, but when I was, before I was legal age and I was playing in a band called Exire, and, and original band, and we rehearsed at the guitar, uh, the rhythm guitar player's basement, and he, it was either him or somebody he knew got, uh, was able to buy beer, um, like they got away with it without getting carded. And there was a, a a store down the street from where we rehearsed from from his house. His name's Mike, from Mike's house, and like a convenience store, I guess, maybe even a liquor store. And we would go and get a case of Bud Nips, um, <laughs> and bring it into the basement and rehearse and drink. And his Mike's parents were super cool about it. They like they let us rehearse there. They let us drink. They didn't they didn't give us any crap about it, even though we were not of legal age. So. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of the people of our age can relate to that too. But uh, it's funny the the shot like later in that that the dad band episode like and they kind of the fuzzy shot and then it kind of uh, focuses in on the the top of the the guys you know, Marshall half stack on the top of it and you see like four or five empties lined up there. <laughs> um, good stuff. Way at band practice, yeah. Um, I you know it. They could almost do like a series there. They could they could create a whole show of that. Yeah, it's funny stuff. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, Dad Band. Find it on YouTube. Yeah, but um, definitely a goof. Yeah, some funny banter in that little skit. Yeah, it's all relatable. It's just hilarious, man. I watched it three times. <laughs> Um, so 
Yeah, so I haven't been playing much. It, yeah, it's the dog days of summer down here. It's so hot, and there's not a lot of people in town, really. So we're playing to, you know, only only a few people sometimes. During the course of a night, you know, at times, it, we'll be playing to absolutely nobody. Um, and then, you know, it changes. It's it's never predictable. You never know. All of a sudden, a, a bachelorette party could walk in, and then it changes the whole dynamic of the night. Um and that happens frequently. It's almost a given that the dynamic is going to change during the course of the night. But it's still not quite, you know, it's the slow time of year here in New Orleans because it's hot and nobody vacations in New Orleans. Not nobody, but not a lot of people. The majority of people do not. Yeah. So I've been working, focusing more on Carvan Central stuff. Um, I have a new... I, I have a bunch of, for those of you who don't know, I have a bunch of articles that I've written for Cover Band Central, basically, and it's for and about musicians. You can find them on Hub Pages, hubpages.com, and, uh, and just search for my name, and you'll find all the uh, articles I've written. They're also going to be on the website, and uh, so I'm compiling some of the, uh, um, and this will segue into what I want to talk about today. Um, I went and offered uh, or asked the question in the group and on the page, what are your biggest challenges as a band and or a musician? And got in the group about 400 comments on there. And in the page about two, two or 300. And uh, so I went through them all and I made a list of the most popular challenges. And w I did this before and I think you and I have even talked about this before last year maybe when I pose that question um, episode seven was it was it, seven? it was like uh 18 minutes into episode seven 1836 something like that somebody go check that out and see if that's right because i doubt it <laughs> yeah we referenced we referenced <laughs> challenges that we talked about right so i started compiling and i'm gonna have a uh, uh this up either tonight or tomorrow a, a new article that i've written um that addresses the number one challenge that people uh, have voiced. And, and I have a list here of, I'm going to say, 25 to 30. The number one challenge. Number one challenge. What do you think it is? That people face as musicians in a band or musicians in general? The, the, yeah, just in general what, what musicians would say is their biggest challenge. Should I play the Jeopardy theme? I'm going to guess, I have a few ideas, but I'm going to say, based on some of the feedback that we've gotten from things, would be um, performance anxiety. Um. That's in there, but that was not voiced often. Want to try again? Yes. Should I play the Stop the Drummer theme? Mm -hmm. Stump the drummer. Um, I guess I don't need to since you just did it. <laughs> I was all set to go find find it to play it. Oh, here it is, too. Stump the drummer. By the way, that's Bob Doyle doing that. Uh oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and that's it for CBC Wednesday Night Number Thirty. Oh, thank you. Wow, time goes fast, doesn't it? it seems like oh, will you stop minutes. it? My phone, jeez. Um, number one thing, I don't know, there's so many, dude. It could be like difficult personalities in a band. 
Um, well, what's the number one thing that most people are concerned about in general that would be related to this? Making, making money. Making money is the answer. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with getting gigs getting and, and getting uh, gigs that pay you well. That's the n that was the number one biggest challenge for everybody. So what I did was I went through uh, some of the articles I've written and kind of picked out all the things that I th think are helpful to you as a musician and or band to get you to, to help you to make more money. Um, and I narrowed it down. I, I, I had a lot more than I really needed, but I narrowed it down to 23. So I started writing, kind of picking out stuff I've already written and then writing new stuff too. And I'm going to... I'm going to actually sell this as an ebook um, s as soon as it's done. Um, I'm going to sell it through the page, uh, and there'll be a link there, and I will, uh, of course, share it in the group too. Um, it won't be expensive, um, but it will be well worth it. Um, and the, 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 the advice I'm going to give is not necessarily conventional. Um, it's not necessarily what you would think. Well, that's not going to, how is that thing going to lead me to making more money? Is what the question you might ask but I can tell you for sure um, that you put things like this stuff into practice you will end up making more money whether it's for yourself or for um, your band or your duo or your trio or whatever it is that you're involved with you put some of these things into practice so I wanted to just tease a little bit of these and and discuss with you yeah because some of them I, I have not finished writing it um, but I, I, I want to talk about just kind of to riff on why these things can help your band to make more money with you uh, riff with you about that um, so let me just I, I'm looking at the list here and I would just want to pick um, I want to kind of cherry pick through these um, all right, this is a good one, and this is really kind of encompasses the whole theme of the article. Um, although there's r practical action steps you can take in here, this is just a general um, lifestyle idea, and the, the tip is be cool to everybody. And that, I, I mean, you don't realize until you actually do it how much that goes a long way in your career um, because you're going to work with people that you will end up working with again and not know that you're going to end up working with them again whether it be another musician a club owner a bartender a, you know somebody that's involved in the industry you're going to sound guy sound yes sound man sound engineers sure um, you don't know you know it, it really is a tight group of individuals that do this in, in even though it's you know millions of people it's still this sort of tight uh, community of people so being cool to everybody as a as a practice all the time regardless of who they are and what what how they, they fit into your life will eventually get you to make more money as uh, in an individual and a band agreed Oh, 100%. 100%. Because, you know, anytime that you're 
forthright and upstanding and, you know, go above and beyond to be a good person and, you know, in, engage positively with everyone around you, you're, you're bound to get the, the same results back to you, right? Like going back to even some of the things that Bob was talking about last week. For example, we had a gig one time with a sound guy and he was like, hey, I, I can record the gig if you'd like, you know, for free because I have a port uh, and a hard drive as part of my, my rig and cool, you know? And, you know, I helped the guy bring some stuff in. You know, I'd gotten there early. I was set up already. It was a private party. Um, so I gave the guy a hand, bring some stuff in and you know just small talk chatting with him and then the rest of the band shows up and everyone's real cool and you know all talking to him and stuff and you know real no egos you know cool if you can help us with this it's great monitor you know so you know at the break he gave us some feedback as far as like hey you know everything sounds great um you know a little more of this a little less of that uh you know some some pointers some feedback just you know helpful hints so long story short you know end of the night um Again, you know, we're breaking down. He's breaking down. Had a great show, a great time with the guy, you know, talking to him, hanging out. He goes back, listens, and he, he says, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to mix down a couple of the tunes that you guys did, you know, just because uh, I like the style of music. You guys are really cool. I'd like to work with you again. And then, you know, we developed a relationship from there where we've used him several times since then and continue to use him, you know, through today. Uh, so you build, you know, those relationships where, you know, guys, you know, appreciate the, the lack of ego and a level of professionalism and appreciation, um, you know, like a particular night, we know the band got a tip. So we gave him a tip and, you know, it goes a long way. We didn't have to tip him, you know, right. but we did. Right. Um, so when you have something like that, it's like, wow, it's great. You know, you see, uh, you know, it comes around, goes around kind of. So, yeah, yeah. That's you know, cool. I've seen, I've seen in the same situation, I've played in bands where, one particular person in the band may have been a difficult personality and given the sound guy a very hard time. And, you know, at the end of the night, because I'm always cool with everybody, you know, regardless, even if, they're, even if they're not cool, I will still take the high road and be cool, regardless of, of, of you know, how they may act. But at the end of the night, it was like, you know, I said, I said something to the guy like, um, thanks, man, I really appreciate you mixing the band. And um, he said, yeah, you Welcome, dude. He says, I, you know, I said, I, you know, I think the band sounded really good. And he says, well, I know the drums sounded really good. And, you know, the other instruments, you know, I, I can tell you what instrument didn't sound that good. Alluding to, you know, you're going to be, you know, a douche to me. Well, guess what? I'm not going to take any extra time to mix your particular instrument or your vocal and make you sound great. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing where uh, that can play into, you know, the situation too where you, you piss the guy off and you're you know you douche to him and then next thing you know uh, guess what you know the, the band sounds crappy or that particular individual that was giving me a hard time sounds crappy you know yeah. Um, yeah you know for example let's say you're a lead singer and you want more of something on your voice instead of yelling at the guy saying like do your job this sounds crappy dude like you, you know you need me to come out and mix it for you um we'll probably not get you the same result as saying hey you know i'd appreciate if you could maybe give me a little more re verb or take a little bit of, you know, put a little course on there because, you know, or a little more in my monitor, um, you know, like respectfully request things. And, um, you know, I've also played gigs where the sound man was horrible. And at the end of the gig, you know, bands would, you know, be yelling and screaming at the guy or you have a, a you know, a heart to heart conversation with the guy 
about the fact of how dissatisfied you were, but in a, a constructive manner, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, man. Like you talk about salmon. Like I've I've walked into gigs where it's the it's so many times where it's the first time I've been in that venue, and it's it you know where it's a good gig where you have a house sound uh, crew. You know, it, um, you have uh, you know front of house uh, maybe one or two people even, and then a monitor mix. Uh, somebody who's doing the monitors on side stage. And, you know, you walk in to a venue early, you know, as a musician, and sometimes you have to travel a long way. You're a little, you're a little tired. You're a little road weary. Um, but, you know, you walk in, you, you don't know any of these people. There's people milling about all over the place. You don't know who they are. And you, you want to really kind of make a conscious effort to, to even just smile at people. Just smile and nod. Hello. You know, or say hello, whatever. You don't have to go full on introducing when you're loading your stuff in or whatever. But, you know, the, the first guy that you might see when you walk in that back door might be your front of house guy. Um, so you want to immediately, right off the bat, just like establish some sort of friendly rapport. So, because people are going to pick up on your vibe right away. Um, especially people like that that, that, that do house sound for a venue and have different bands coming in all the time. Like that's their home. They know that place that you're a guest there, you know, so you can't come in all prima donna like, and be like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm the best guitar player in Idaho or <laughs> man, your vibe is contagious too, right? If you roll in with a great vibe, you know, it's, it's contagious. Oh, yeah. If you roll the crappy vibe, it's also going to, you know, have certain effects. Yeah. I can remember a time where I was helping a show, a professional show, uh, a friend of mine asked me to help with stage, so I said sure. And there was, you know, many named uh, bands playing at the venue, you know, of whom I won't name, but you know, we'd all know who they are, right? Very, uh, I was out in California and very popular crowd. And this one particular band came, and the guitar, very well-known guitar player, you know, tremendous talent. And a uh, guy rolls up, and he's, you know, says. Uh, yeah, my stuff is out here, and like uh, you should get some help and bring my stuff in. I'll show you where to put it. So you know, it was a small venue. It was like almost a benefit gig, and I said, um, "Well, I got good news for you." I said, "You and me are carrying your stuff in because there is no help, and you know, <laughs> I'm here to help you. Otherwise, you'd be carrying it in yourself." You know, <laughs> right away the guy is extremely agitated that he has to carry his own gear in. You know, right. So again, famous, famous guitarist. Um, so I'm just making like having fun with the guy saying like you know how cool is this man it, like brings you back to your youth when you used to carry your own gear like before you were famous and like you know brings you back to the passion you had the guy, whatever dude like just grab the other end of that like i want to get this stuff inside you know so he's all cranked and same time he's he's cranked up man and, I, and i'm you know cool and just hanging and chilling and uh uh long story short over the course of the evening you know he struggled with the sound check because he had to bring in you know like 15 amplifiers and foot pedals and all kinds of mega equipment <laughs> right and then, you know, halfway through the performance, he's playing, and you know, smoke's coming out of the back of half his uh, stack. You know? Oh, no. So whatever happened was shorted out a bunch of speakers, but uh, neither here nor there. But didn't find humor in it, and, um, you, you know, it was just a very interesting situation to find yourself in where you're, you're with someone that you, you look up to or you thought you would look up to, and then once you actually meet them, you're like, you know, they're no different than we are. They just have a talent that they've been recognized organized for and made a lot of money doing it but where the rubber meets the road they're still not a, a decent human being so it really doesn't matter you know right and then you meet other 
other people that are tremendous human beings, you know, who are the upper echelon and, and true talents of the world. And you get to, you know, I've had the privilege to meet a few of those as well. And they're the coolest uh, of the cool. You know, you just think like, wow, what a regular, regular person, you know, really down to earth and just grounded. Right. And the more that you encompass that sort of vibe and that feeling, the more you're going to attract those kind of people in your life too, at your gigs and stuff and, and be drawn Absolutely. to that and make new, uh, new friends and new business partners. And this is, this is how it really ties into how it's going to make you more money because you, uh, you, you, you have a good experience with anybody that's involved in the industry. Say you, you hit it off with the sound man and, and you know, you guys immediately have a great rapport and, uh, um, you know, he really takes his time to dial in your te- your sound. He's he's very accommodating with you. You know, you you have a do a shot together, whatever. You know, you just develop some sort of rapport. And after that, you know, you're going to connect on Facebook. You're going to exchange phone numbers, and then he's going to be in in a, a situation where he, he he's working with somebody that's looking for a band, and he's going to remember you. He's going to remember you and your band. These guys are great. They're cool to work with. They're, they're, they're fun. Um, you know, this is the kind of band that we want to have here. So now you, you're, you put yourself in a situation where you're in demand now, you know, your people want to want you. So they're more, they're going to be much more willing to, to pay you better. And you're going to, you're going to end up playing in better venues that pay you more money that's just the truth of it you're you're gonna you're gonna establish that relationship with people in the industry and you're gonna be elevated to in the industry because of the relationship that you establish when you know you have to go in and play for the gig that you want you know not the gig that you have and and even if your your band is making 400 bucks go in and and just and and play as if you deserve 10 times that amount. And listen, you could be the greatest band going, but if you have a bunch of, you know, egos in the band and people that are not personable, you know, you probably will not get hired as much as being a less talented band with a much better uh, personnel and outlook and, and, and vibe, you know? That, that's always going to supersede the, um, the ego and the talent, you know? Yeah, and everybody in the band, too. You know, like, everybody doesn't have to be Mr. Social Butterfly or Miss Social Butterfly and, you know, make friends with everybody. That's not necessarily required, but just be cool. You know, don't cause any problems. Don't complain about anything. Don't get angry about anything. Um, you yeah, know, just be cool and respectful. Yeah, that's it. You know, you can just you can just keep to yourself if you want. You don't want to make friends with anybody. It's fine. But, you know, get your job done and just and don't don't worry about anything. Be cool. Just be cool to everybody. That will, that's one of, that's one, Tony, of the 23 points that I'm putting in this ebook. And look at how much information is in there. Just that. What are some of the challenges that you came up with? Um, I know, uh, these, and again, I made this list of the most popular ones because I had, you know, 400 plus answers in the group and, um, you know, three, 400 uh, in on the on the page, so I'm just cherry picking. So uh, I, another good challenge that we could address that I think I can really definitely help people with is self doubt, and that's something that uh, uh, musicians, uh, probably every musician, goes through at some point. I would think. 
even the greatest players, you know, Neil Peart probably at some point has been like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, he always said that he was never a confident drummer, you know, but very uh, flamboyant and overplaying, yes, you know, to make up for his lack of confidence. But, um, you know, and you would think at some point you got to look, sit back and say, wow, you know, look what I've accomplished. And, and maybe I am better than I think I am. Yeah. And, and that's to me, that's a very, very good in indication based on my experience and based on people that I've known and played with throughout the years that it's a it's a great indication that you are progressing if you if you have some doubt in yourself you're going to address that and you're going to do something about it if you're if the the predominant thing is that you want to play if that's if that is the of the utmost importance then you're going to overcome that doubt you're going to overcome these obstacles and it's never going to stop it keeps coming you you, you it's it's just a wave of experience that you go through um and no matter what level you get to you're still going to have that so um it's i think the biggest help to people for, number one to to address that is just know that it's normal know that you know you're amongst friends when you you're hard on yourself you know? Yeah, and a guy once told me a great quote. He said something like, what we perceive as fear, uh, if you reframe it as something more common and manageable, uh, re to refer to it as an inhibition, right? Then you can look at it as something that is restraining or blocking our free spirit. Uh, and then it manifests itself as fear from an unfounded insecurity within ourselves. Right. An unfounded insecurity. Right, so a self-generated block that's going to hold you back from being the best you can be because you're self-imposing it on yourself. Right, so free yourself and uh, you know embrace the present tense uh, of life as as you are in it, and not be so concerned about all, all the things that you said are are, are negative self-talk and things that um, you know we convince ourselves of. Right, right. so like let go of what holding you back you know choose faith instead of fear and, and you'll have a much better time and and love for it and love for music and uh and then how is that going to end up making you more money well what people want to work with other people that are confident and that's not to say cocky and that's not to say um that you can't doubt yourself sometimes because the the true professionals that you play with the seasoned players are no, they know that feeling. They know that experience. And, and the ones that are really um, the people that you want to work with are going to lift you up when you're down. They're going to support you. Um, and you want to be you want to play with people like that. You want to be around that kind of um, atmosphere uh, with musicians or in your band because um, you do it for them. They'll do it for you. You know, and that that give and take thing is is something that never goes away. And that will just strengthen you as a player and when you're strengthened as a player and you're real and you, you um and people want to work with you you will end up making more money you will get more work and you will make more money um that is, i mean it's a given um and and that's not to to get down on anybody that has self-doubt because it's you know it's at all it just know that it's normal for all of us 
because it's it takes some balls, man, to get up in front of people and perform. Um, not everybody could do it, but everybody wants to do it. Everybody wishes they could. There's people that could do it, and there's people that wish they could do it, and that's pretty much everybody. And there's people that are wi ready, willing, and able to do it, and have the personality to do it, but don't possess a talent. To right. Do it. Yeah, I mean, you see that with all the, the, the talent shows. You know, how many people come out, think they're singers to, to these talent shows? You know, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people or, or millions even that come out and think, yeah, I'm a singer. Um, so, obviously, there's so many people that want to perform, that want to play music. They want, they want to share their voice. And if you get to do it in any capacity, you're lucky. Be grateful. Um, and that alone should help you sort of quell that self-doubt. Like, well, I did it, you know? There's, there's 20 people or, or 500 people in this room that aren't doing it right now, but I am, you know, whatever the crowd is. So, I mean, it, and it, y you get over your nerves by just doing it. Just keep doing it. The, the more you do it, the less scary it will be, the more normal it will feel. Um, you know, but you know, an interesting thing you said too earlier about making more money, right? One of the things that is seldom thought about of how to make more money is how to spend less time on the ancillary stuff that goes with the gig. For example... If you bring enough stuff to the gig to play the gig proficiently, and you can set up quickly and break down quickly, right? That's less time that you have to be there when you're not performing, right? So if you think about, like, a lot of times people will say, well, oh, dude, you know, I, I got paid $200 for that gig. And it's like, okay, well, I drove an hour and a half to the gig and an hour and a half back. So that's three hours. Then I had, you know... An hour and a half of setup and sound check, an hour and a half breakdown, then load up to get home. Another three hours. Now we're up to six hours. Then you played for four or five hours. You know, now you're in for ten or eleven hours. So you start doing the math and you say, Wow, man, you know, if I'm if I'm all in for ten hours for this gig and I made two hundred bucks, you know, I made twenty bucks an hour. So if there's a way, aside from the playing part, right, that you can shave an hour off of that outside the gig time, you know, not so much on the travel, but on your load in, your load out, you know, you know your, your sound check, your, your stage setup, you know, you can make more money that way too. It's not something a lot of people think about, but it definitely plays a part if you, you're looking, especially if you're playing a lot, you know, the quicker you can get set up, get in, play and break down and get out, um, you know, the more money you're going to put in your pocket. Right. You know, I, I just thought of something while you were talking that, about that that I added to my list now. So I might need to make it more than 23. I want to make it the, the best 23, though. I want to really give people a bang for their buck, you know. I'm going to $9.99 probably sell this thing, but it, it's going to pay for itself like a zillion fold. But, um, yeah. but one thing I, I just thought about was when you were saying that is, is a, a tip to give people is don't worry about the money. And, and that seems counterintuitive to, to all this, but do it for the love of playing first. Like, and I will give you a real-life example of, of me, of what I'm doing with myself. You know, I play in New Orleans three, sometimes five nights a week. 
or four nights. It depends on the week. Um, and I've been playing up to five or six nights a week for the last eight years. Um, but currently I'm playing with a band where I have to travel. It's, it's, uh, um, sometimes it's an hour and a half trip. Sometimes it's two hours or, or more. And, and this weekend I'm playing with them on a Friday at a smoky bar with a pool table. Um, we have a little corner set up in, it is a two hour, 15 minute to two and a half hour drive for me to get there. And I'm making a hundred bucks. Um, and so I'm not, I don't need that money. Um, it's always nice to make money, but I don't, I don't need to do this gig. Um, but I want to because the guys are fun. They're super cool. They're super humble. Um, they're not as experienced as I am. And I feel like, and, and they really, really appreciate me being in the band and me putting in the work that I, uh, you know, that I put into, uh, the show, which for me isn't a whole lot because a lot of the songs they do, I'm, I'm very well versed in. And there's a few that I've had to learn, um, but, or brush up on, but, it's just so relaxed and fun and I get to dial in a really good tone. Um, you know, my vocals, I, I get a nice monitor mix. I, I do a lot of the singing, a lot of the harmonies in that band. And it's just the reason I do this. I, that's what I, I'm not thinking about how much money I'm making. I'm thinking about how great my bass sounds, <laughs> you know? So if you want to well, make, yeah, if you want to make more money, don't worry about the money. Right. You know, because, it, I, and it's happened to me so many times in my life where I do a gig like I'm doing this now and it leads me to meeting somebody else and to getting another connection and getting another gig where I'm actually making a lot of money. So eventually the money will come. You know, as long as you keep that love and passion for it, it as, you know, first and foremost, um, it will happen. You have to do it for the love of it first, man. You have to, because um, why bother if you're not? And as musicians and artists, that's that's why we do it, right? We yeah. create, we we interact, we have the collective energy of the band, and it's just a great time, you know. We enjoy making music and playing with people that we, whose company we enjoy, and who we can have, you know, uh, engaging musical conversations with. And you can't put you can't put a price on that. Sometimes, yeah. You know? And you're going to always learn something. You're oh, from every experience. You're going to get better, a little bit better. Maybe it's not going to be perceivable to you how much better you've gotten in the present moment, but it will. It absolutely will. It can't not get you better. You're always going to learn something. You're always. Um, and man, the more the more comfortable you get at this, and, and the more the more you just don't give a shit about anything else but the playing of your instrument, the the more you're just going to enjoy life. You know, you're just going to enjoy this whole life experience. You know, if you've chosen to do it, whether it's full-time, part-time, whatever, um, and you you want to make more money, yeah, I mean, do it for the love of it first and not for the money. The money will come. It comes. It happens. 
when I first came to New Orleans and and I started playing, and at the end of the night they they just handed me cash and and then uh, uh, my percentage of the tips, which is evenly split, I was blown away. I'm like, what? I just had a blast. You're you're actually paying me to do that too? Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is awesome. Where do I sign up? Um. All right. So uh, let me uh, pick another one from here. Um, and yeah, this is all going to be in written ebook form and available on the Cover Band Central page. I'm going to have a, uh, a, a tab to where you can go easily access this whole list of these things that you can put into practice and make yourself some more money. Um, so we discussed two, and I added one. So I, yeah, I don't know how many it's going to. Twenty-three is my goal, but I'm way over twenty-three with them. But all right, so. Uh, top 23. Yeah. Um, trying to pick a good one here that we can discuss. Uh, all right. This is a, a challenging one, but this does come up a lot. Finding dedicated slash motivated players. Finding them. Uh, uh, yes. So what first pops into your head when you hear that? Uh, I think when you're younger and you're you have more of a pool of you know musicians that are starting out together or, or more at that level, there's more interest. The older you get, I think the harder it is to find the committed people who are talented. Um, you know, I've been blessed in my life to to find them, uh, and currently have them in my band. You know, where they're you know. You have families, you have kids, you have commitments, you have you have a lot of things going on in life, but yet you still find the time to rehearse. You still, you know, work on your craft. You still pick up your instrument every day or every other day to, to work on it to, so that you're constantly improving yourself and getting better. And it, it, it is hard. You know, it's tough to find people that want to be motivated, interested, but there's always, you know, one or two people in the band that are going to be more motivated and they're going to kind of, keep everybody pushing along, right? There's always going to be one or two uh, people in the band that are the, the most motivated, that are more driven and, and want it to be better. Um, you know, because human nature is, you know, if you don't play regularly, is, is to slack off, you know, because there's a lot of other things in, in your life that, that fill that space that you can occupy the time with, right? So it's hard to find that time. But, you know, there is a niche where you can... Um, you know, you find professional musicians that are dedicated to the craft, that are constantly getting better, that are committed to it. And when you do find people like that, you know, you want to hold on to them, right? Right. Because they're, they're not easy to find. And, and um, you know, you can attract and keep talent in a lot of different ways, right? Like, what's in it for me to stay in the band, you know? Is it that everyone's really, you know, great players do is the set list great songs or the people in the band cool to hang out with do we have a good time um does it fit my lifestyle my schedule you know does everyone on the same page as far as you know you want to play eight times a month you want to play one time a month um you know what's the commitment level as far as learning new material so there's always you know there's going to be a trigger right then everyone's gonna have a different type of trigger that's going to attract them to that situation um, right whether it be like i said any of those things above or 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 the money, right? Extra bread. I can use some extra money, play a couple times a month. It's extra cash in the pocket. Um, 
you know, and I think sometimes as we get older, people sacrifice and make some concessions to play in bands that they're really not 100% into because of the bread, you know, because of the money. Right. Yeah, I mean, and to, to tie this, because that wasn't, that's a challenge, but that wasn't necessarily one of the points that I, I listed to to help you to make more money, but to, to tie that into that idea, what I would, you know, to, if you want to find dedicated, motivated players, find people that are, are already dedicated and motivated. So the people that are out there playing in, in bars or clubs or, or casinos or, or weddings or whatever, you know, find those people and, and get to know them, make friends with those people. And cause those are the guys that you want, you know, uh, um, the, the dedicated, motivated players are the ones that are playing, generally. So you want to get into that circle of people because things change all the time. People need subs all the time. It happens. And if you go and you get sub work, and this is how I've gotten a lot of gigs, dude, including, you know, obviously, you know, with you. Go in and sub for, be, make it known that you're available to sub for a band. Get to know the people. Get to know the band. Jump up on stage with them if you can, and and let them know you're available. And eventually, it, if you just stay visible, you will get a call and you'll get a chance to sub. And when you get that chance to sub, go in and nail it. Nail that. You know. Nail. Be prepared. Go and do your homework. Know the songs, uh, and uh, and just nail it. And you will get work. You will make more money. You will get work maybe with that band, maybe with another band, because you're going to develop a reputation for somebody who is reliable and is somebody who is who is good at their craft. Um, that will make you more money. There's the, all this, all this stuff, the, the challenges that they, these people listed, and the points that I'm going to give can all tie into you're going to make more money if you do this stuff. You will. There's, I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science. Right? <laughs> no, it's it's really not. Um, so yeah, you want to you want to find dedicated, motiv motivated players. Find out who those people are that are doing it. Those are the dedicated, motivated players, the ones that are out there playing. Go see them. Go to go watch bands. If you're off on a Friday night or Saturday night, you got nothing else to do. Go go to the club that you want to play at, and go see the band that's playing there, and go and. Go meet those people. Introduce yourself. Um, and take in, absorb what they're doing. Watch what they're doing right. Why are, th why are these people playing at this club and not me? What is it I need to do to, to elevate my game to get to that level, to play at that club? Whatever it is, wh wherever it is, whatever it is you want to do. That's what I did, dude. I did that throughout without realizing I was doing it. I just did it because I loved it. I loved going to see shows. So I would just go to the clubs that I wanted to play and see the bands that were doing it. And like, okay, so if I just do that thing that they're doing, then I can do that too. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. Like you just, just learn, learn from the people who are doing it right. You know? Um, so uh, well, I want to you hang out in that environment too, you know, when you become more of the scene, the more people you get to know, right. And it's all about relationships. And then the, like you said, you start to integrate yourself into, you know, um, different circles of people and, and you start to meet more people. And then the more you get to play with different people, then the more, more your name gets, you know, shuffled around and, and you become known as a player. Right. 
and as a cool person as and and everything just like people are happy to see you that's what you want well like we talked about in episode 11 around 22 minutes <laughs> um we talked about when um you know scott Crago was joining the Eagles as a, you know to be the drummer, and he hung out with the guys for a week. Never played, hung out, you know, had some jams, and they wrote some songs. And he was just hanging out with those guys. And after the week, he said, "Well, you know, when are we going to get a chance to play?" And they said, "No, dude, you got the gig. Like we wanted to hang out with you, make sure you're cool, because we're going to be on tour with you for a year and a half, two years. You know, we know you can play, and we know you'll learn the material. It's not the issue. We, you know, we want to make sure that as a person you fit into what we're doing, because you know you become a family on the road for that time." Man out of time you're with them all the time right so you gotta you gotta like them and that's why a lot of bands break up you know and and, and you know I, I read a great article on steven tyler uh saying how you know with him and joe perry it was like there's always one person in the band's going to stand out and there might be some jealousies between guys and who's the who's the face that goes with that band and you know there's some animosity that comes with that sometimes and then the bands you know they break up and they get back together again they drift apart there's, there's a lot of things that that can cause rift in the band you know what i mean sure. but like, anything it's a relationship right so you, you got to get along with the people that you're in the band with yeah you got to like them you know you, if you don't love them you got to at least like them yes and be respectful yeah for sure um yeah, all right 100%. all right so one more we have time for one more of the points that i put in that this upcoming article or ebook ebook which, which will be available on cover band central and i'm going to do the audio version of it too because i like to talk so if anybody wants to just buy the audio version of it, they can listen in their car just like they listen to the Cover Band Central Wisdom Hour. Um, but one more thing that I would suggest, if you want to make more money playing music in a band or just playing music by yourself or whatever, never give up. Never give up. Never stop. You, you're, you're going to have obstacles. You're going to have pitfalls. You're going to have rejections. You're going to have self-doubt. You're going to there's going to be problems but focusing on the, the, the problems or f the complaining or the you're not making enough money stuff is not going to benefit you ever don't give up see the prize see you know vision the goal envision the goal that you're looking to achieve and know that you can achieve it know it just know it. Just don't let anybody talk you out of it. Never give up. Don't let that ego voice, don't let obstacles or any other people tell you different. And that will make you more money. Guaranteed. If you just keep going. Oh, yeah. Persistence. Perseverance, resilience. Do it for the love of doing it first and foremost. And you will make money. You will make money. I guarantee it. There's always a need for people that are good and people that are cool. Um, always. You know, I think that the real message you're putting out here is that if you do it for the money, you're not going to be successful. If you do it for the passion and the love of it, success will find you. Absolutely. And I am definitely living proof of that. And everybody has their own definition of what success is. But I set a goal to find a way to play music for a living and I achieved it. So to me, that's success. Um, you know, and, and I, when I started Cover Band Central, dude, I was, I really wanted to 
the, the, the primary reason was I really wanted to let other people know around the world because I've seen so many talented players, met, played with so many talented players, and that is just a small fraction of the actual amount of talented players there are around the world. And I wanted to, to make sure that I let all these people know that there, if you love it enough and you're dedicated enough, there's a way to do it. It can happen. I'm living proof. I did it. And now I know because I live in the city, I know a lot of other people that have done it as well. And, you know, you just see it, especially start, since starting Curveman Central, I see it from tons of people around the world that are just, they're doing it, that are, that are just as much experts in the field as I am, if not more. Um, and I really wanted to bring all these people together, man, because it's, uh, it's pretty wild. You know, you can do it. You, you know, you just got to, there's all these points that I'm going to put in this ebook that, I mean, I definitely encourage you to check it out because it it works. It works. Yeah, you got to be committed. Like you, like I said, you stayed committed to it. You were passionate about it. You believed in it, and, and you know you persevered. And, and and no matter what the challenges were, you came up against. You, you said, oh, "I'm doing it." You know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to keep going and keep doing it until you know until the day you die because of your love for it yeah yeah and it's paid off tremendous you know the dividends have been phenomenal for, for being able to play music for a living right and, and do what you do and live where you live and all the good people you, you've met and the things that you've experienced through music you know so it's a powerful thing that you can't take for granted right and i wanted just the things that i did right i recognized the, all the things that i did right of course, all the things I did wrong too, which taught me just as much as the things I did right. So that's another reason too for to not worry about when you screw up, or if you're you're doubting yourself or stuff, because that's going to advance you and teach you just as much as the stuff that you do right is. Oh, if, if not, not more, more right? You can right. make mistakes along the way, but what's the lesson you learn from it? Right, and even recognizing what other people are doing wrong too, because that's. That was kind of the impetus of me when I started writing. I was playing and I was just kind of observing, you know, not being conceited about it or just, just observing what other people were doing and how it was affecting the overall picture and, and mistakes people were making. And, you know, mistakes that I've made too uh, or something related to it, but just recognizing it and then just identifying, okay, well, this is, what did I do right instead of doing that? And and that was where I first started creating that list of, of here are the tips to, to be successful. So like, and things that you wouldn't necessarily consider, like cleaning up after yourself. That's a, a thing that I've done right all, you know, through the years um, and maybe unnoticed by anyone, but it's still something that I did right. You know, leave well, it. That's another great I mean, Observe what people are doing that you, you shouldn't be doing, right? You may go see a band and say, wow, that drummer's really overplaying. He's really trying to be flamboyant. He's trying too hard. And they make a note not to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely try to be a as honest with yourself as you can, which some people struggle with, for sure. They do. And sometimes criticism from other people is a great thing if you can humble yourself enough to, to see the, the truth in it, right? If someone says, hey, you know... Um, your amp is really loud, man. Like you're drowning out the rest of the band. Just an observation, but you might want to like pull back a little bit, or your your patches are uneven. You know, like on on your keyboard when you switch from one patch to the next, they're all over the place. 
you know, don't be insulted by that or take it as like, who's this guy to tell me? Like, I'm on the stage playing, you're not, you know? But that guy might be giving you some real good, honest advice, something you can say, wow, man, let me, let me take it to heart and see if I can't incorporate some of the things, that, the, the, the observations that that person made to make me better, you know, to make my my whole presentation better, to make me a better player. You know, you got to be open-minded for, for feedback and coaching, and it may come from the most unexpected places. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to hurt. It's going to sting a little bit sometimes, but you overcome that and realize, okay, you know, maybe this is a thing that I should address, and once you address it, then it's done. Then there's no... You know, that's it. But I think to come full circle from what you said earlier, you have to always be a student, right? You have to constantly be evolving, and you have to constantly not lose sight of the fact that you can always be better and learn something new. Because when you're a kid and you're taking lessons, you know, you listen to your teacher and you apply those things. Just because we're older and we're more experienced and we're much better musicians than we were, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you can't cast aside the fact that someone may be saying something to you that you you should probably take it, you know, take to heart and at least reflect on and see if it's applicable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're in an hour already. Um, so um, I'd like to discuss more of these challenges with you next time. Next week, uh, you are on vacation, so we will not be here, but we'll be back the following week. And uh, But you can yes, look out. I'm, I'm in the French, uh, I'll be in the French Riviera on my yacht. Yes. With, uh, staff. <laughs> for a little vacation that's a wonderful thought man um, <laughs> yes it really it, wish it would be wouldn't it yes but um look out for this uh ebook it's going to be coming out I, I will be uh sharing a link on the caravan central page which is facebook.com slash caravan central also in the group facebook.com slash groups slash caravan central the website is coming along too uh we will be announcing a launch date very very soon i promise but coverbandcentral.com, you can sign up, and that's it. Good times. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.